0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the Gospel of John. We are ready to read chapter 2. Now chapter 2, <clears throat> chapter 2 looks fairly short uh, and it does talk. It has the wedding of Cana in it. Um, this is just things I see off the top. I have not read ahead. So I uh, we're doing a sort of an informal, kind of a beginner's type of Bible study where we're reading. We're reading the Bible and we're discussing what we're, the events that are happening and what we're reading to try to make sure we understand. Um, of course, you're always willing to make comments. I mean, you're always welcome to make comments. Now, hopefully, you're willing, but anyway, you're always welcome to make comments and to refer to things and uh, you could bring up topics of discussion or anything and we would try to uh, cover those and research those as best we can um, but mainly our uh, first and primary thing right now in the reading through the bible series is to uh, just read the bible understand the events that are happening and understand what's being said so that we can be closer to god and closer to jesus and uh, hopefully improve our walk with the Lord. Now, this is unscripted in any way. Obviously, if you listen to any of these, you can tell that. Um, It's not a very professional thing. Um, I'm just sitting and reading the Bible and then talking about what I see here in the Word and then moving on. Okay. So, um, with that said, we are ready. We're in the Gospel of John, uh, the book of John. This is chapter 2 and verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kind of chuckling. This is this is a mom, a mom isn't it? She's like, Now, you have to understand, Jesus, he's got his disciples with him. He's really began his ministry, or he's just at the, you know, uh, at the edge of the beginning, you know. So he's just, you know, he's just very early, all right. But he's been invited to this wedding, him, and obviously his family, his mother and him. and um, I would assume his other family was probably there, too. Don't know that for sure. But nonetheless, and his mom knows that he can do something about it. She she knows him. She knows he can help out somehow with this. They have no wine, and Jesus is like, well, now wait. This my my time has not yet come. But you notice, the mother doesn't even argue with him. She's just like, you know, I'll, he'll take care of it. Just and just tells the servants, you know, hey, just do whatever he tells you. So um, it's like it's like a mom thing where they just they just say, hey, you know, I've got a problem here. I know you'll solve it. And they kind of leave you with it, you know. <laughs> and so, of course, um, Jesus, you know, he honors his mother and father, and he, uh, so he does this for her. Let's read on in uh, verse six. Now there were six stone water jars, there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. So these were these were big jars. Wow. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs. Oh, we're moving on. This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So this was like the first little miracle they saw. I say little miracle. All these miracles are something. So I don't. I don't mean like it was nothing. But. I wouldn't value turning water to wine quite the same way as I would value healing someone or raising someone from the dead. Is why, I'm, you know, we have human values, and I guess we just—I still am going to make references sometimes. But uh, no, no miracle is truly minor. But just that, out of the importance of things, other things are more important. Um. So, you know, here Jesus just takes water. And he just has them fill up. 20 or 30 gallons, six stone jars. Did they do fill the jars? So that's six. Let's say it was 20 gallons. So that's 120 gallons of wine. He just made for people. Just boom, right there. I hope they didn't drink all that. That's a lot. Of course, could have been a big wedding. So that may not be a big deal. Anyway, and then you notice that that wine was, it was the good wine. It was the better wine, which is something to know too. Um, just that when jesus made it it was not poor wine it was a very good wine. so after this he went down to capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples and they stayed there for a few days verse 13 the passover of the jews was at hand and jesus went up to jerusalem in the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons And the money changers sitting there, and making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away, do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. And this refers to a a prophecy uh, zeal for your house will consume me, I think, let me look here let me see if I can find that um, pardon me just a moment I think that's in Psalm 69.9, I don't usually do a lot of cross references but this, is comes, this comes from the Old Testament, so I want to make sure I tell you you can look in Psalm 69.9 a zeal for your house will consume me, and that was one of the one of the little prophetic scriptures that they remembered. Um, but basically, they had made the temple kind of a marketplace where you would come in and buy your sacrifice and all this. And while, okay, I mean, if you're a farmer, you're not necessarily going to have birds available, you know, if you don't raise birds or something. Um, and maybe you do need to be able to purchase a bird for a certain sacrifice. They had different types of sacrifices, which I'm not going to get into because I don't know them all. And When we read through the Old Testament, you know, Lord willing, we'll, we'll get there and see some of that. Um, but here they were selling all these things. Um, and besides the fact that it wasn't really the intent, this wasn't really the intent of how you would do your sacrifices, though... Like I said, to some of that, to some degree, is understandable. But um, besides that, they were doing this. Basically, they had set up this marketplace within the temple, which was, you know, not good. Um, it would be like going to church and you've got a little Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's there selling you breakfast or something. It, it just wouldn't be right, you know. It just kind of messed things up. So. verse 18. So the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. So, here these folks did not understand what he was referring to. He was referring to the temple of his body. You know, destroy it, and in three days, I will raise it up. Um, so, and they just thought he was talking about just the temple. And they said it's taken 46 years to build, and and should be noted that was a rebuild, not a build. Um, I think it had been, uh, well, maybe rebuild, maybe it wasn't totally rebuilt from scratch, but I think it had been through some troubles, and they had reworked on building it again, um, or rebuilt it. So, and then his his disciples remembered this when he rose again. They, they remembered this, that uh, he had said that he would rise again. Verse 23, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. So, again, this is early in his ministry. And, um, he was in Jerusalem and they saw the signs that he was doing. He was performing, he was already healing and performing miracles. But Jesus didn't entrust himself to them as in what's the right way to say this? Um he was cautious about you know, he didn't allow himself to be swept up in the whole um mm, Man, I'm, I'm just—I'm drawing a blank on the words. But he didn't allow himself to be caught up in the in the crowd of people that were believing in him, and um, he didn't allow himself to get caught up in that thinking. You know, I mean, he's the son of God. He knows what he is. So he just did not entrust himself to them, to because uh, he knew people. First of all, he didn't need them to bear witness to him. He knew what he was. But two, he knew how people are. People are fickle. Crowds are fickle. They can be swayed and bend every which away and and flip around at, at any given time. Um, but over the course of his ministry, we would see more and more people who would believe in Jesus due to the miracles. What they would see, they would truly believe, how many of these folks truly believed and how many of them just you know, saw the miracles and were amazed, I don't know, so they may have thought, you know, maybe there's always some people who are skeptical and think everything's a show, so who knows um, but Jesus did not like entrust himself to them in a way that would leave him, put him in a jeopardized situation or anything um, because he knew all people And he knew what was in man, which he knows in our hearts, you know, we're not necessarily uh, the best. So, that's what Jesus was here for, to help us. And that's what Jesus and God are for, to guide us and lead us to be better, to try to be the best we can be. So, alright, that is the end of chapter 2. And in our next session, we will start with chapter 3. So, if you have any, any comments or any insights and would like to share those, please do so. There, there are comments there available for your time. Hope you have a wonderful day, and God bless you.